Okay, we're on. <laughs> so, welcome to our podcast. Yes, hello. That we don't have a name for yet because absolutely the one we wanted was taken. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this is going to be a tough one, but Yeah, but we'll we'll get somebody to use the creative part of their brain to uh think of something because we can't. Yes. We had one <laughs> singular idea. And I didn't think to check <laughs> if it was taken until right now. Basically, the premise, we wanted to do something on chronic illness. Like, like invisible illnesses. So anyways, I'm Jamie. <laughs> and I'm Ash. And we have been friends for... Gosh, I don't even... I'm trying to like think. seven years or something? Yeah. We had a... We, t- we took a little break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could even talk about that because honestly, yeah, I feel true. like it's important. And then we'll talk about like how we met basically because i find at least for living with irritable bowel disease or inflammatory bowel or disease irritable is it i shook <laughs> has crone since i was 11 did not know learn something new inflammatory <clears throat> bowel disease ibd if no one else gets anything from this podcast i just got yeah. a new piece of info but yeah but i find like it's really hard to meet somebody who's younger who has it. Yeah. Like, we've always joked because anytime I would tell someone growing up, it was like... Oh, my grandpa yeah, has My grandpa that. has that. So yeah. I was like, cool. I'm 11. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But, um, yeah, then we can go into that and then just what, we, what we'd want to get out of the podcast. And if anyone even listens to this and has a chronic illness and you want to be a guest, that would be fantastic or even just write in and tell us what you want us to say yeah we don't have to like include your name or anything Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. yeah so do you do you want to go over how we met like yeah yeah yeah. i can hop in here and there okay (laughs) so ashley was on tinder Mm -hmm. this was years ago yes years ago in a very happy relationship now so (laughs) well what year it was like 2013 or something 14 2014 i want to say it was um, and she matched with my older brother. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and mentioned to him, I guess, that you have Crohn's. Or and... he saw it in my, I think he saw Oh, in saw your, it... in your info? On yeah. Your... But yeah, I, I think I had it in my bio and then yeah. he just saw it. So he, I guess, said like, oh, my sister has that. You should be, be- to... yeah. you should be friends. Yeah. <laughs> and so one day I woke up to a random message request from this girl that I didn't know. <laughs> Because you were like, hey, so I talked to your brother. <laughs> I was so, I didn't, how do you like. How do you say, yeah. yeah. I, I think I was just like, oh, this is, this is so weird. Like, sorry if this is like yeah. really out of the blue. And then she worked at the mall that mm-hmm. was near our houses. So I would go spend her lunch breaks with her and we would just go shopping. <laughs> and then been friends ever since. Yeah. And I think it's funny because I think what I like is that we do get the illness piece of it but also we just connected on such a level that i haven't had with a lot of people so yeah. it worked out even better because i was also worried when he said it's like hearing oh you have this very like weird thing that not a lot of people know about or yeah. talk about that means you need to be friends with the other person who has yeah. it which doesn't work like like it's that like, does it's not. it's the exact same when like oh i have a gay friend i'll set you up with them yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah i was worried that she wasn't gonna be too jazzed or be very confused while i was messaging her but it worked out really well and then um i would say i think it was 20 it was right before covid hit um we yeah we just had a falling out 
And I think it was like a lot of things. It was a lot of things. Yeah. It was just like a lot of things piled up. Yeah. And obviously we clearly didn't communicate well enough because yes. it piled <laughs> that was, up. That was mainly the issue. <laughs> but um, funny enough, our illness is also what brought us back together. Yeah. And her <laughs> beautiful angel mother, Shelly. So. Yes. Shout out to, to Mama Bear. <laughs> so I remember I was volunteering by myself because at this point you had moved provinces because yeah, we, Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> Because you, yeah, she was truck driving, which we got to do an episode of you talking about how that impacted your health. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was tough, but it was cool. It was a cool, like three years of my life of just like traveling across North America with my dog. Mm -hmm. It was awesome. (laughs) Yeah. And so I was, I volunteered by myself and I ran into your mom. At the Crone Kaleidoscope. And it was so funny because I hear my name and I'm just like, who would know me here? Yeah. You know, (laughs) I've never met. I don't think I've really ever met people, even naturally, like, Mm -hmm. that have it, that are around our age. So I was so confused because no one in my family was there. Yeah. And then I turned around and it was your mom. And so, yeah, and then I just kind of said, because I was low-key thinking about messaging you for a while. Oh, really? But I was also like, I don't know, like, would we be able to kind of address, like, what happened? It's like, what do I say? That was was my struggle for the longest time. I was like, what do I even say? Yeah. So, and it, and I think too, I, I don't like when people, when you reconnect with someone and you just pretend nothing no, happened that, at all. And I knew that wasn't an option because I was like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. 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 Like, and so anyway, I talked to your mom and I remember saying, oh, um, I heard she was having a hard time or maybe she hadn't mentioned something, but, um, yeah. And then she went, she must've went and told you because then you messaged me because too scared to make the first move. <laughs> And yeah, and then we just kind of became friends again, and now I'm in in Calgary. Yeah, she's in Calgary, because that's where I moved. Moved to Calgary, Alberta. Yeah. And and now she came to visit me. Yeah. (laughs) And it's been so fun. It's been so fun, and it's our last night, which I'm not going to talk about it too much, because sad. (laughs) (laughs) But no, we've done done so much in a week, and we went to the Canadian Country Music Awards. (laughs) And yeah, we went to Lake Louise, Banff, and just... I think what I was most excited for, and I was so happy, is you came to visit me, I think, twice. Um, yeah, when I was before. still truck driving. I was still long-haul truck driving, and I would end up back. Uh, we had a terminal in Ontario near where my mom and Ashley used to live. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, so then uh, it was nice because I was worried. You know, we haven't seen each other in a few years. How much has this person changed? Yeah. Is it going to feel weird? And it didn't, but coming here... I was thinking, all I was thinking about was can't wait to just hang out and laugh. Yeah. (laughs) Because I have like, you know, you have people who understand your humor, but I've never had someone on the same level like we do. Yeah. So it's just been laughing so much. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, it's hard because I'm bummed going back home kind of being like, oh, you're not truck driving anymore. So when am I I going to see you? But yeah. um, Yeah. And I just, I don't know. It's been good reconnecting and I knew we wanted to do a podcast which I'll kind of say when we Well, talk you've been about... talking to me about, like, you've been wanting to do this for years. <laughs> years. But <laughs> not about, but it's funny, not about, we never once were like, we should do one about, the, like, yeah, chronic illness. Yeah, you just or... said, like, we should do a podcast because we're hilarious. Also true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not, but I think I might be biased. Well, if no one else laughs at this podcast, at least we will. So. <laughs> but yeah, I knew I wanted to do one just because I've, I've always loved listening to them. And this year is kind of when I we kind of came up with this idea, which we'll get into, I guess, now that 
if we want to talk about maybe just like a brief summary of being diagnosed, kind of like when, like how old were you? Yeah. Um, so I was 12 when I, I always had stomach issues my whole life. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. Like I was always kind of getting checked out for like, they were like, oh, are you lactose intolerant? Yeah. Are you sensitive to whatever? Are you like celiac? And then they just were like, oh, you have IBS, which is like what every person with IBD goes through, yeah. I feel like at some point, yeah. is a doctor telling them they have IBS, Yeah. which is just irritable bowel yeah. syndrome. They basically said, okay, well, nothing's working, and mm-hmm. you have to take your colon, colon out. out. Yes. How old were you then? I was 13 when okay. I got my colon removed. And you started going to the hospital when you were, like, 12, 12. like, consistently? Yeah. Okay. And so, yeah, I, I got my colon removed when I was, like, 13, I think, and then had an ostomy bag, which was super fun, and started high school with that. Oh. Which... At that some would be, point, I will have to... Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll go into that because yeah. I think it, that's important too is people don't talk about it already with invisible illnesses, but then you have one that's such an uncomfortable yeah. topic. And I think especially that. at that, like, being at that age, it's like, yeah. you literally can't talk about it with, like, any yeah. of your friends because, yeah. like... And also, like, I've I've had before where, like, I would mention it and then they'd try to, like, use it against me. Yeah, like, yeah. So it's, it's like they could get bullied. For, people can get... Like, kids could get bullied for yeah. it too and... Yeah, it's, it's so brutal. But then, yeah. So How then long I, did you have that for? I think like a year. Okay. And then they, and then they gave me the option to get, um, it's called like a J-pouch surgery. Mm-hmm. And they basically take your small intestine and okay. attach it to your butt. And then you can kind of go to the bathroom normally instead of having to have the ostomy bag. Oh, so that is that that's what you had then, right? Yeah. Okay, because I know you got it reversed. I just didn't know it was called a J-pouch surgery. Because I've always wondered how did they reverse it and why can't some people get it reversed, but why can some? Yeah, so like they... We're trying to, basically when I got my colon removed, they said you may or may not wake up with an ostomy bag because if they could just do the J-pouch surgery right away, they yeah. were going to. Yeah. But because it was a bigger surgery than yeah. getting your colon removed, which is weird. Yeah. That but, is weird. Um, they, uh, yeah, they said I could get it and I was like. Sign 15, me up. Yeah. I was like 15 <laughs> okay, and okay. just wanted to wear a bathing suit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. And just having that ostomy is such a pain, like having yeah. to change it. And yeah. And it's expensive. I heard it's, it's really expensive. expensive. The, the supplies are so expensive. Yeah. But and, only perk of that mm-hmm. is that you can buy this liquid that you squirt in your ostomy bag and it gets rid of all of the smell. Really? So no one knows that you're well, going. When you why can't it. we do that for just, I, I know. <laughs> Just do it for any time you go to the bathroom. Literally. <laughs> but, okay, and then so did you find, though, as soon as you got your ostomy and things, I guess, would have started healing, did you find you started feeling better? Like you Oh, were... yeah, like, because, I mean, my mom was the first one to come see me after my surgery, like yeah. when I was in the recovery room waking yeah. up. And the first thing I said to her was, the burning is gone. Like, this hurts, like, yeah. having just having had surgery, but yeah. I could feel that the burning of, like, my colon was gone inside. So, and I don't know if I like we ever talked about it if we did it was a really long time ago but what were your main symptoms it was like just this constant burning like the way i described it is like it feels like a really bad sunburn like inside, inside. wow yeah. and then like er- like when i was digesting things it would do really sharp pains oh, okay and then um obviously i was having blood when i would go to the bathroom yeah yeah and were you going like a lot too yeah okay. and like nothing i would always feel like i have to go to the bathroom but nothing like ever yeah. would come out yeah except blood yeah so yeah um, i think that's i've heard that's really and, like, common mu- with mucus yeah or whatever. with colitis is, yeah like, bleeding the next day because i was so backed up that yeah i was yeah. like puking and they were gonna yeah. have to do emergency surgery I was what like, did they end up doing or they ended up giving me a lot a lot of morphine okay so that 
I could relax because oh. my body was constantly yeah, throwing ten- up. Yeah, like I couldn't stop tensing. throwing up. Yeah, yeah. So they it finally re- relaxed. It, like whatever was stuck yeah. in there got okay. through. Okay. It's weird because like as your condition changes yeah. with Crohn's and colitis, anyways, you have to readjust the way you live every time. Yeah, you do. And the way it's like oh, because I adjusted to having an ostomy and yeah. what I could eat with that. And then when I got that off, I had to readjust yeah. everything. The doctors can't tell, tell you because so everyone's like, different. Right? It's just a trial and error thing. It's, yeah. It can get really frustrating. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because I didn't realize even just hearing you say that how similar our story is, even down to I started getting issues in November. Mm-hmm. But oh, for really? me, yeah. So for, for me, it was <clears throat> 2000. Five? It was November 2005, yes. It's funny that you said you had stomach issues your whole life. Looking back, I can see probably parts where I'm like, that could have been it. Yeah. I remember one su- summer, I want to say it might have even been summer of 2005, I would feel really sick, like around the evening every yeah. night, and I couldn't figure it out. Um, And I would have little things here and there, but it was not... Like you would feel nauseous? Yeah, I would feel okay. really nauseous, but I don't, I don't remember... I don't think before that I really did, and I, I feel like my parents would have said something. Yeah. So for me at the time, it was just, I think I could just feel like my stomach was off, mm-hmm. and I would feel like I had a stomach ache, but the same way that you said, I, it was always below, like, basically where waistband sat in 2005, yeah. because everything was low rise. <laughs> well, they're sitting there now again, because it's coming back. I know. And I will not be partaking. Yeah. <laughs> Every IBD person immediately terrified yeah (laughs) but um yeah so I I started to notice anytime a waistband was sitting on me I would almost I would sit there and I would have my thumbs tucked in my waistband and hold it away from my body yes (laughs) that's a familiar like position I think for people I'm actually curious but and it was around Christmas was like the first time I remember having it basically like brought to my awareness because I, for me, I was going to the washroom a lot, mm-hmm. but I remember at the time I didn't have a ton of pain yet. Okay. And were you, was there blood when you would go to the washroom? Um, I think maybe sometimes it was more like mucus is what I would okay, have in mind okay. too, but it was always very loose. Like yeah, when I would yeah. go and, um, and then there would be sometimes, and I don't know, it kind of sounded like yours was similar, but I would take a bite at dinner and immediately I'd feel like I have to go yeah but I'd sit down there and sometimes I I wouldn't but Mm -hmm. it would feel like I had to go Mm -hmm. so I remember my Oma and Opa came and they said to my parents um she looks really ill like she's very pale because your parents didn't even really notice well it's hard to notice when you see the person every day every day yeah Yeah. because we were saying that sometimes you just and then you look at a photo and you're Mm -hmm. like whoa so uh, they said that, and then I kind of was downplaying it, and I think because I was so young, all I cared about was being a kid. Like, yeah. my biggest concern is, like, I want to go to the school dance, and yeah. I don't want to have anything get in the way of it. So I was kind of saying, oh, no, it's fine, you know. And then, yeah, it just ended up after probably in the new year, like you had said, is when it started to get really bad stomach pain. And to the point where I remember I would be curled up in the fetal position and my mom would have to pick me, like literally pick me up to take me to emerge. And I couldn't, it was so hard to sit up straight because. I felt like 90% of my life was just me hunched. Which is absolutely why I'm the hunchback of the now. (laughs) That's my, that's, that's our excuse. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the fact that I was addicted to my computer. It's because of (laughs) Crohn's. 
But yeah, so then I was yeah missing a bunch of school, but I kind of went through what you did. Did a lot of steroids. Yeah, moon like, face. Yeah, not a fan. I don't. Okay, so I don't know what the difference between like steroids that we took are and like the performance enhancing drugs. Yeah, true. But we, our performance was not enhanced. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> no, my face All that was. Ha- yeah, what happens is you are losing weight because you're sick, but your face retains so much water. It makes you, you look re- like the moon. You look like it's like. <laughs> A bobblehead, yeah, like a caricature. You're like a bobblehead. You're a caricature. I always call myself. I think it's a Monty Python reference. It's okay. like an orange on a toothpick. Oh yeah, yeah, an orange on a stick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so that's what I looked like. I was going through like so many different pills. I couldn't even remember what they all were. And no. al- and also as a kid, I would cry when I'd have to take pills because I couldn't do it at that age. Like swallow them. Yeah. yeah. So I would have to put them in ice cream for a long time. That's oh. how I would do it. I never had any issue swallowing pills, thankfully. Yeah, just needles. <laughs> yeah, well, which has been a huge issue. Honestly, wish I could just not swallow pills. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so I, I ended up at the emergency room, and a, a doctor happened to be there who was from Sick Kids in Toronto, which shout out because that was my hospital. Yeah, we didn't we didn't go to the same children's no. hospital. No, but we did for a while go to the same adult one, which is yes. funny. Yeah, I there was a doctor that showed up, and I was on a stretcher in a hallway. I remember, and he came over. And he was talking to my mom. I, I don't know why he talked to my mom because I don't think he is a gastroenterologist. Yeah. I think, though, he knew a lot about it. Okay. Um, so he came over and he's the first person to say to my mom the words like, you know, Crohn's. Like, have you? Really? Yeah. Have you, have, has anyone checked her for this? And um, had you been checked for that at that point? No. And I got, it's funny, I got my medical records this year because I switched doctors. Yeah. So I went back to the beginning and was reading through. And you can see. For like three months, it, it they would say, you know, um, his name was Dr. Barron. So they'd say, Dr. Barron said, you should check for this. But yeah. And then they would write a note saying like, but given her presentation, we don't think it is. Okay. So I honestly wonder if I could have been diagnosed sooner. Yeah. It was kind of weird and frustrating, but. I never technically got diagnosed. Like my, my specialist at the time didn't want to tell me. Whether it was whether whether he thought it was going to be Crohn's or colitis, until he literally said, "Until I have your colon on the table, I yeah. don't want to give you a." Wow. Yeah. So I wonder if it's different now. Probably it has to be. I don't screening. know. I, I know, but like, yeah. So he's told me I had colitis, which is yeah. if you had to choose one, yeah. that's the one you want. Yeah. So me and my mom were so happy. Yeah. Which is which a weird is, thing to be yeah. happy about. And but. did you know? So because I was going to say before I got diagnosed with Crohn's. I knew what I had heard Crohn's and colitis because um, there was a franchise in Ontario called M&M Meat Shops. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if they're only in Ontario, but that's all I know. Yeah. Um, and whoever owned it, they had some kind of personal tie to it. So they would always do a fundraiser barbecue every year. And my mom and I would always go and like just pay, like donate to, yeah. to eat there. And so Ironic. I, that's yeah. And so that's all we knew. Um, but did you know, like, had you, you no, I've never heard, heard of it. I've okay. never heard so of it. I don't it... know if my mom had ever heard of it, but I never had. Yeah. And, and uh, I was always so, t- it's ironic because I was always so terrified of medical, having medical problems for some reason. Yeah. Like, I was a really anxious kid yeah. and I just was so scared of having any sort of medical problems yeah. at any point in my life. Yeah. And so <laughs> this was literally my worst nightmare. Yeah. It was my, and like for the, for a while I was lying to the doctors about my symptoms mm-hmm. because like they kept asking me like, is there blood when you go to the bathroom? And I yeah. would always say no Yeah. because 
I knew I was not yeah. supposed to and, be having and blood. And <laughs> I could see, too, like, even in my notes where I downplayed. Because I go, yeah. I know for a fact that wasn't true. Exactly. But I think, again, it, it came down to, I mean, it's just the unfortunate thing. Kids can be really mean. And also, at that age, it's so, your whole life revolves around, like, school and your friends. Mm-hmm. And so I got diagnosed officially, I want to say it was April 6th of, like, 2006. So I had my scope. Or I, I don't know. It was the one where they go down, they went down my throat and I found mm. out that I had a lot of inflammation all. Okay. Uh, like pretty much everywhere. So with Crohn's too. Oh Crohn's, yeah. What's the difference between yeah. Crohn's and colitis? So, so yeah. why you said like, because uh, earlier you said that comment about you'd rather have colitis. So if you want to say what colitis is. Yeah. So colitis is, it's the same symptoms and everything as Crohn's, mm-hmm. but it's only in your large intestine. Yeah. And then, coli- so, and then Crohn's. So mine is basically, it affects... So it affects your entire GI tract. And once I got diagnosed, I was trying things like methotrexate, which was, I guess it's, it can be used for chemo, like a form of chemo as well. But it was a needle that my mom would give me every week, which shout out mom, if you're listening, because I never had, I never had that. I never tried that. Really? And I, that one I really didn't like. And it's so funny because a lot of people would rather get a needle in like their arm yeah. rather than in a vein, right? Like yeah. an IV. Yeah. For me, I was opposite. And I think it's because I was, I used to scream when I would get blood tests, everything yeah. like, but at a certain point for me, at least I just kind of, it, it was okay one day. It's exposure therapy too. Yeah. And so then when they were, when my mom would have to give me one every week in my upper arm, I just, for some reason freaked me out so much more because it was your mom. Well, and, and just, like, I don't know, even, like, when I get flu shots or the COVID shot, like, yeah. in my arm, it's just, something about it makes me so much more stressed. Yeah. And so, um, <clears throat> she would do that, and then I think the last, it came down to three options before they were going to have to do surgery, basically. Yeah. So, they said you can do, you can do surgery, um, you can do a feeding tube, which the thought of feeding yeah. the thing down into your stomach. Yeah made my skin crawl um and also wouldn't really do anything long term right yeah so that's not really a long-term solution. no and so it was either those two or remicade so i said we'll do the iv one which was remicade so remicade for you didn't work but for me that's what i've been on since 2007 i want to say yeah now. and it's every it's supposed to be every what it was every eight weeks well that's the thing i thought it every eight weeks was a standard but there's people who go 11 12 weeks yeah, I don't it, know. It changes for everyone, but some people. But need I think it four eight weeks. weeks is what they shoot for. Like if yeah. they like, and um, so, so yeah, you basically you go into a clinic and you sit there for like a few hours yes. and you get an IV. Yeah, um, and they give you Benadryl. They they give you IV Benadryl beforehand. Yeah. But well, I too. so I actually take mine at home just because I'm like if I'm going oh, there, okay. I just want to get it all yeah. done now so yeah you can take it you can take that before with tylenol or you can oh they always give, give it, it to me IV, yeah but and it would knock me out like yeah i, I get even the pills i would take um an extra strength tylenol extra strength benadryl and on the drive i would be passing yeah. out like <laughs> yes. and i would get there and then for some reason when i sleep when i get remicade my body twitches so violently <laughs> I scare the nurses and really? I, so I'm so self-conscious and I'm, I'm in there fighting for my life being like, stay awake, stay awake, stay awake because so you don't alarm yeah, these nurses. So I don't absolutely terrify this entire clinic and every time can't do it. And, but, uh, that's what I've been on up until now. And up until the end of 2021, I was pretty much golden. I could eat literally anything. I would 
you know, I put my body through a lot that doesn't sound like a lot to a healthy person, but yeah. like sleep, eating, when health, you used to drink exercise, stuff. drinking, like so many of those things. So I have, this is me now, like relearning what I can and can't eat. Um, you know, sleep now affects me. I don't drink anymore. I haven't for like a year and that's probably a good thing. Yes, um, it's definitely a good thing. <laughs> and so, I mean, they ended up doing a procedure because like yours, uh, has been the scar tissue in my ilium, which is where my Crohn's is. Yeah. It's uh, it's got so much scar tissue that it narrowed to the point where I was getting issues and this past, not this summer, but the previous, I was, you know, going to the ER throwing up because I didn't realize that mm. it was that bad. So they- Well, and like, so you get scar tissue because you get ulcers. Like it causes ulcers in your digestive system, mm-hmm. Crohn's mm-hmm. and colitis. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, those ulcers, you know, heal and create scars yeah so i got a dilation done basically they kind of put like this balloon in where stretch it yeah and they inflate it to try and stretch that out before doing surgery and i feel like it's i feel like things are slowly starting to go back to how um unfortunately it was before he did that but we'll see and even if you can just keep getting that like once a year yeah i think that'd be worth it to avoid doing surgery yeah because like the problem with Crohn's and colitis or like Crohn's specifically yeah. is like they can do surgery but it comes back and you only have so much digestive system that you can yeah sacrifice yeah so so, <laughs> so a lot of people um what I learned is a lot of people they if you just get one surgery likely you're going to be getting more exactly because yeah. it, it that's the thing that's hard is not only is there not a cure when it comes to medication yeah but even in surgery, like say they took out my entire disease portion of my ilium, it, it just moves somewhere else. Yeah. And it could be, but it, but the, the appeal, I guess, is that it could be, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 yeah. years from now, but it could be six months from now. You don't know. It's all chance, which anxiety. A, yeah. And it's a big chance. Like, I mean, going through surgery yeah. is all, uh, it sucks. And then especially because having like a autoimmune disease yeah. you don't heal as well no like as fast as other people may be able to that's the other thing and you get other issues from it and like for me i've had issues with where i started getting psoriasis because of the remicade mm-hmm. and it's funny because remicade is also used to treat psoriasis oh really but it, so it can trigger different things so having just an autoimmune disease in general i'm pretty sure don't quote me because again not a scientist yeah. or doctor we are not doctors <laughs> or scientists but i think you can develop then other autoimmune um yeah like issues or um, diagnoses so um yeah we also wanted to have our moms on i don't yeah. know if it's necessarily going to be at the same time or individually but yeah. just to talk about like from a parent's perspective of having like a mm-hmm. young kid so yeah. sick like yeah. how they dealt with that because yeah. i don't know how your mom dealt yeah. with it but my mom looking was, back i'm yeah. like you dealt with that with beauty yeah. and grace yeah. ma'am like if she didn't have it so together yeah i don't think i would have been, been able to uh, do- yeah well, you wouldn't because and that's what i realized and i said to her when i got sick this time is i felt like she I didn't see how hard she had to advocate so I always just thought in my head I mean also going to a children's hospital unfortunately like there's they're so good there that you just you don't realize it's not that was a rude awakening yes but (laughs) yeah but they there's so much gaslighting and just misinformation even on with the your medical specialist yeah which yeah the ones who are supposed to believe you yeah so in the medical setting and I 
I, I'm used to now advocating for in school and work and mm. and and that's hard enough but I didn't realize that it happens so much in medical settings so my mom I, I told her I don't know how you did that um, especially the exhaustion of the worry of being a parent staying up you know for your kid while you also are working like my yeah. mom and dad were working full-time and but still going to the hospital trips my like, mom had just like my parents had just split up not too mm, long ago so mm. my mom was just like a newly single mom yeah having to do all this she almost i think i'm pretty sure she almost lost her job or like i remember she had to go for meetings yeah. um about what they were going to do about all the time she was taking yeah. off because yeah she was with me at the hospital so much and if she wasn't at the hospital with me she was at home with me yeah i couldn't like take care of myself yeah and so yeah i think it'd be it, it'll be good to have um, you know, family on. And I think even for both of us, I mean, at least I think your brother wasn't always at home, but for, yeah. for <laughs> yeah, but for me, um, having my brother there, I also f have been working through a lot of guilt present day because I realize, you know, it's not my fault. I didn't ask to have Crohn's and I didn't ask to get it at such a young age where I need my mom and dad to be yeah. so involved. But I think I felt so guilty thinking back and seeing, okay, he obviously got put on the back burner, not to the fault of anyone because no. my parents are trying to do it, like, yeah. you know, cover everything. And I'm sure he doesn't, like, yeah. blame your parents or anything. No. Like, especially now that he has a kid. But uh, but I, I, I would personally at least like to have my brother on and ask him about it. Yeah. And I think it would be cool for us to both, like, you know, me being able to ask questions to your mom, um about things you've told me or what I've seen, and then you being able to ask her ones and vice yeah, versa. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, and then also I think having different people on who live with different um, chronic illnesses, I mean. Yeah, because we can only speak to Crohn's and colitis. Yeah. Like, and yeah. even, not even, we can't even speak broadly as to yeah, Crohn's and colitis because everyone's experience is so, so unique. Yeah, it's everyone's is different. So I think it'd be good to do that and also just to educate about different chronic illnesses or autoimmune diseases or invisible illness and like an auto for for anyone listening that mm -hmm. isn't aware like yeah. an autoimmune disease is basically when your immune system starts attacking itself yeah and if people have questions because i've always been so curious mm -hmm. what or what if, they would want to ask yeah like genuinely yeah. if it was because i think and we are open books like yeah. you can ask us absolutely anything and like i just tell people i'm like i will tell you anything but i don't want to tell people yeah. just in like on my own accord because yeah. some people don't want to know everything yeah and so i guess like the last kind of thing I, I was gonna ask and it kind of goes with what we were just saying but what for you personally are you hoping to get out of doing this podcast i would like more people to know about Crohn's and colitis mm -hmm. and know that it doesn't just affect their grandpa. <laughs> like, <laughs> Although we do call ourselves the Gramp Squad. Yeah. So. <laughs> but yeah, I like, I want people to know more about it. Um, especially uh, like colitis, because I always mm -hmm. usually, when I do tell people that I have it, I usually just say I have Crohn's because oh. that's what people no. hear more. Or, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like, the, cause if I say colitis, people are, don't know what it is, but I'll say, Oh, you know, Crohn's and they're like, Oh Yeah. So yeah. I usually just say Crohn's because people know about it more. So I'm like, I want people to know no about more, colitis yeah, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, those are good things to get out of it. And I mean, like, yeah, I mean, because my doctors, I don't think I finished this one before, but my doctors now think I might have Crohn's mm -hmm. um, instead of colitis. Really hoping not because yeah. <laughs> I've already sacrificed an entire part of my digestive system. <laughs> yeah, and also not being a fan of needles. Do you, do you have any other things that you personally want, hope to get out of doing the podcast? 
maybe people who are like close to people with autoimmune diseases, I think just how to deal with it or how to talk to them about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- the right the right and wrong things to say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> True. What about That's a you? really good one. Um, I think definitely what you said, like both, like all the points basically. Yeah. But, um, I think because I had about 14 or 15 years where I could do whatever, eat whatever, not think about it. I'm really struggling to like mentally, especially readjust, readjusting. And so I hope to get some kind of like community out of it because, um, because we just have us. Yeah, we literally. Like, <laughs> and and now that I'm like, and I, not gonna talk about it again because be, gonna be crying. But um, <laughs> now that I'm going home tomorrow, uh, we're only gonna be able to do the podcast like from our own spaces. Yeah. And it's it's hard because it is you know you can call and do that, but it's sometimes it's nice to be able to be in person. And so I, I'd like to get a community of people. I'd also like to get to a place where I'm more comfortable with just talking about it. Cause I think I, a lot of people would say I really am. And a lot of times with people I'm close with, I'll joke about it. Yeah. Like we joke about pooping all the time. Oh, or, me and you like, yes. Yeah. But it's also in a way sometimes with people I'm close to, I make fun of it and I make jokes about it. Cause I'm masking the fact that I feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And so it's I would a coping mechanism. Yeah, and yeah. And I wouldn't do that with everybody. Right. So yeah. I, I want to be able to at least educate more people in uh, around me and 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 learn about other people's yeah. autoimmune diseases or perspectives because I'm quite ignorant yeah. to other autoimmune diseases. Yeah, but I haven't he, had I've been worried about my own. Yeah, so selfish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just think it'd be neat to hear from other people and the similarities and differences on how it affects the rest of their life. Yeah, because like I, their relationships mm-hmm. and like. Yeah, your relationship with other people and with mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, I know, um, I'm sure, like, there's definitely younger kids. Like, my, like yeah. when I was younger yeah. and I had the ostomy bag that are going through the same thing. And yeah. if I had someone to talk to that mm-hmm. had already gone, like, that had been through that, mm-hmm. that would have been awesome. Yeah. Well, even in the, like, IBD community, what I've seen sometimes on forums or just from what people say is, yeah, like, it really sucks having this, but thank God I don't have to get a bag. Like, they make it seem yeah. like it's the end of the world when a lot yeah. of people I've talked to have always said, it's where my life started again. Like, I wish oh, I got it sooner, right? Yeah, so. I, I could, I instantly felt better. If I could go back, I would do it again. Yeah, like, probably sooner, right? <laughs> probably like, sooner, yeah. So, I, yeah, I just hope, I mean, people get something out of this. And also, if there's ideas of topics that other people want to see, definitely send them in because... Again, I think there's so many places you can go with it. So right now, I guess just please help us figure out a name because that's, name. that's kind of a good starting next point. Next podcast, we'll update. We'll get an email set up so that you can email yeah. in uh, questions or topics, ideas. Questions, yeah. yeah. If you want to be a guest, we can try to figure that out. Yeah. But uh, yeah, thank you for listening. If you've made it this far, and hopefully the more we do, I think the more we do, the more comfortable we'll get. And we'll we'll plan the episodes out more. Yeah. Like this was yeah. more just like an introduction. Yeah. Getting to know us and our pooping habits. <laughs> Get to know us, you know, share some fun facts and pooping habits. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so tune in, I guess, next month and we'll get everything set up. And that's pretty much it. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, and hope everyone has a wonderful day, night, <laughs> evening, wherever you are in this world. 
us talking like our podcast is like number one (laughs) number one on spotify like like either way um yeah just appreciate people who are taking the time to do this it it helps us too because it is hard sometimes therapeutic yeah therapeutic so yeah so yeah take care and please uh stop the poop farts hashtag stop the poop farts (laughs) (laughs) and we'll leave you with that okay